0: Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survival Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGP. Old football.
1: You make this deal right now, you pancake eating mother. All right, so deal.
2: old-fashioned football
0: welcome welcome to old-fashioned football i hope everybody had a good easter my name is j mark you can find me on twitter at j mark football before i keep going i need to introduce my co-host in life and on the pod miranda you can find her on twitter at j mark's wifey you can call her mer mer how you doing today
2: I am doing great. It's been an exciting month so far, and today is par for the course. I don't have any football puns for that, but... Well,
0: that's okay. <laughs> the, the The Masters tournament for golf is going on right now. We don't watch it, but it is going I on, so... I was
2: actually asked a question by my company's VP today. If I watched the Masters over the weekend, and I was like, no. Nope, we were busy <laughs> um, <laughs> watching paint dry. No. <laughs> I, that was a... um analogy that was used to describe watching was it yeah yeah um but yeah i had mentioned to him in the past that i have played golf and that equated to well watching the masters to him
0: (laughs) you are a uh former professional golfer well a former high school golfer maybe not professional but not professional I watch professional golfers in my family there you go much better than me i've never swung a club unless it was at the putt putt so, uh you got to you got to teach me sometime. You know?
2: We've been Why are we talking about golf? This is football. Let's get <laughs> back to football. football. This is a part one of a two-parter. So, unfortunately, I have to break the bad news to everyone that we do <laughs> not have whiskey that we're trying right now and reviewing on this episode. However, we are releasing a full episode for you tomorrow as well. That will just be whiskey. Um, make sure you check in tomorrow. We will be interviewing head distiller from Savage & Cook Distillery, Dylan Carney. So please make yeah. sure you tune in tomorrow for that. And he'll be walking us through four different whiskeys by Savage & Cook.
0: Yeah, yeah. That'll be really fun. Um, also, if this is your first time joining us, first of all, welcome. Welcome to Old Fashioned Football. We talk fantasy football. We talk... Whiskey. We do a whiskey review each episode. So the idea behind it, old-fashioned. We're drinking an old-fashioned and then we review the whiskey in it. And uh, as I alluded to when I was doing my intro, my co-host in life, we are a hubby and wife.
2: We are.
0: We are a a big rivalry when it comes to fantasy football as well.
2: The rivalry is real. It gets intense in this household during NFL season. It gets
0: very (laughs) intense. So yeah, if this is your first time, we hope you stick around for many episodes. We're going to be touching on fantasy football, but we're also going to be doing interviews as much as we can with people that kind of fit the realm of either football or whiskey, or there might just be some randoms that we want to bring on in and um, talk with them and see what they're about, kind of help them spread their word of what they're doing and everything.
2: Absolutely. And you know, I was thinking the other day after we went live on our own feed, um, at the end of March, one of the best things about the off season for us is that our listeners can listen to us literally anytime. During the NFL football season, if you miss us on Tuesdays, You might be missing out on waiver wire targets unless, of course, other people in your league weren't listening and you can still get those pickups later on in the week. But anyways, I wanted to urge everyone to go back and listen to last week's episode if you missed out because we had on Colby Dant from the college experience sharing his wealth of knowledge on some college players who may be looked at in the upcoming 2023 draft at the end of this month. I know I took notes from having him on the show that are going to help me this season. I even took notes for next season, like the 2024 (laughs) fantasy football season. Is it too early for that, Justin?
0: It's never too early to start (laughs) prepping. I can um, tell
2: you I've never prepped more than a year in advance, yeah. but um, I, he gave some pointers. I was thinking, ah, oh, not this season, next season. I have to come back to this name. So, Well,
0: I was going to say, uh, understatement of the century seems like a wealth of knowledge. Oh, I know. Because he's just, <laughs> I mean, they call him the base for a reason, but it really is incredible how much football knowledge Colby has and how much he stores up in his head. Um, but, yeah. He was We kind of teased that we were going to have a big guest on 4-4, and if you listen to the XFL Gambling podcast that I co-host, Colby announced that he was the big guest, and he really appreciated us bumping him (laughs) up, but even though Colby was a big guest, and we were very thankful to have him, our big guest that we were planning for 4-4 is actually going to be on today. 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 Um, Special guest. We're excited. We're excited, and we're going to get to that in a bit, but before we go any further... Why don't we give a shout out to our sponsors? All right, we got to talk about Shady Rays. Give off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So let's say you're you're hanging out outside, you're drinking a little bit too much whiskey, and you, you fall down and your glasses fall. And they hit the rocks and they break. What are you gonna do? Doesn't matter. Shady Rays will replace them, no questions asked. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, if it happens day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good, and Here's why you can feel good. We love when people do good things. Shady Rays to date have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. That is amazing. If you don't love them, the pair that you get, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to shadyrays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated 5 stars by over 200,000 people. That's a lot of people. And they all gave them 5 stars. That's how you know it's good.
2: We are also brought to you by the NBA Survivor Challenge. Make sure to check out our NBA Playoff Survival Challenge. Completely free to enter, and the winner gets 250 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app.
0: Yeah, and that that one hundred dollar gift card can come in handy to buy you a old fashioned football podcast I mean, t shirt. You
2: could buy several old fashioned Absolutely. football t shirts with that.
0: Speaking of um, t shirts, we're doing a little giveaway. Mm-hmm. We've got some entrants already, um, so make sure you get entered. But the uh, the details of this giveaway, I am sure you want to know because everybody loves free stuff, and it is free mm-hmm. to enter.
2: All you have to do is go and follow Old Fashioned Football on Twitter at Old Fashioned FB. Subscribe to us wherever you are listening to us, whether that is Spotify or Apple, and give us a five-star. Well, I would like a five-star review. (laughs) Give us a review, even if it's horrible. Give us a review. We're
0: not enforcing five-star reviews?
2: (laughs) Well, I would appreciate a five-star review. Um, No, but leave us a review wherever you're listening. And I know that on Spotify, you can't actually, like, leave a name or any words on your review. It's just by stars. Send us a DM to Old Fashioned FB on Twitter with that screenshot that you left the review. And you will automatically be entered in for the drawing at the end of the month for... What do they get, Justin?
0: Yeah, so you're going to get a Old Fashioned Football t-shirt... And on top of that, two handshakes. Which, if you don't know what that is, they're just they're small sample bottles. I think they're, I don't know, they're they're bigger than the ones you buy in the store. Mm-hmm. They're bigger than those mini airplane bottles, uh, but not by a ton. From any of the whiskeys that we've reviewed on the show, we will give you a choice, and we'll provide a list if you win, of course. And stay tuned because we might be adding more. there might be more there may be more We're gonna
2: put a little teaser out there so it I it's definitely something you're gonna want to enter for
0: absolutely um
2: more to come on that we're not gonna announce it before it's official official
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's true that is true um I I just had an idea though you know this is uh the the first month we're really pushing this we could wrap up parts of every episode into this giveaway our guest has a book We could always uh, send a book to the winner, or maybe that's second place. I don't know. I guess it's a first place. Second
2: place, place, second name we draw. (laughs) (laughs) It's a first
0: place type (laughs) of gift, though. So, um, no. So, just think of all the stuff you are getting. We're going to continue adding potentially. So, keep that in mind. Get those reviews in, likes, uh, subscribe, and share with your friends. It helps us. It helps us so much, and we appreciate every listen. Mm
2: -hmm. Just to give a rundown one more time of the three things you need to do to qualify to be entered, follow us on Twitter, at Old Fashioned FB. Subscribe to us wherever you are listening, and leave us a review.
0: Also, speaking of contests, the SUPN Fantasy Football Podcast now offers rewards for every episode listened to and downloaded on Spotify. That includes old-fashioned football. Tune in every episode to answer a posted Q&A question to earn DGEN points. This month, SUPN Fantasy Football is giving away a $50 gift card. Go to Spotify and join the fun. Alright, like we said, we have a guest coming on, but first, we have a couple headlines to talk about. One in particular, but... Um, there's not a ton going around right now.
2: Yeah, the biggest one right now is surrounding Odell Beckham Jr. It's been reported that he has signed with the Ravens. Apparently, Lamar was recruiting him, which is funny, given Lamar may only be there this final year.
0: Yeah, this is definitely Stetson Bennett's uh, team going forward we, <laughs> we uh, discussed, right? Per
2: our predictions. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think the day before that came out that he signed with the Ravens, wasn't there talk about him talking to the jets
0: yeah he was scheduled to meet with them i don't know what changed
2: mm-hmm. i don't either but when i heard that news i was like oh my goodness there is a list it's real <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Murr signing with the ravens mm-hmm. thinking fantasy football here do we feel odell will have much of an am- impact slash will he be draftable
2: i okay so, first, I think we're going to disagree here. So, why don't you tell me what you think yeah. about him being draftable?
0: All right. Well, I know we're a couple years, or we're, I guess it's been a bit since he's played. And the last time mm-hmm. he did play, he was injured. He tore his ACL. But he's still a playmaker with a lot of athletic ability. He has been since his LSU days. We all remember the catch that everybody saw on TV. They played it over and over and over He's not that same guy? No. But do I still think he could be a playmaker? Yes. I would probably do like a a mid to late round flyer on him. Or if you're in an auction draft, five-ish dollars, maybe five-ish.
2: Okay. I can agree on the five-ish. But Mm -hmm. if I'm not in an auction league, I'm not taking him mid-round. He's a late flyer for me. Okay. Like you said, back in his LSU days, which was back in the day, Justin, (laughs) I think... Odell has had his time, and it's passed. The guy is 30, and I know I've said this before, but the average peak age for a wide receiver is – that sweet spot there is 26 to to 27, and you are likely not going to see a peak season after the age of 30. The guy is also – injury prone and you know how i feel about that his last injury that he suffered was a torn acl and he did not get picked up at all last year after he was recovered from that um that's fair. so that has me nervous about it again he i'm not saying he's not talented because he is he's a very talented wide receiver i just think he's past his prime and is worth a late flyer but not i would not spend a mid-round on him
0: All right. That makes sense. Well, then I will get him before you in our snake drafts.
2: (laughs) Probably, (laughs) because I'm not going to be spending my mid-round on him. I'm going to take somebody else.
0: Yeah. Now, also in the news, or not in the news, Miranda.
2: There is no word on Roger's decision. Still
0: no word on Roger's.
2: And that is all I'm going to say. (laughs) <laughs> we have dedicated too much time to this whole issue here.
0: <laughs> we also have no word on Eckler, who he asked to be traded. He remains part of the Chargers right now.
2: Mm-hmm. If a trade gets done, I feel like it's likely going to be done right around the time of the draft at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, no, I, that makes sense to me. That or, you know, they could always draft a wide receiver and then they've got some flexibility. Right now, I think they're looking at it as, we don't got a guy to replace you. So they're not likely to trade him unless they get a uh, a good um offer i guess but talking about the drafting guys in the draft it was just released tcu wide receiver quentin johnson who's been kind of a big name ran a 4.5 to 40 yard dash on monday that's really not flying fast for wide receivers i mean we had some linebackers clock better than that
2: so that it, it may hurt his draft stock both in the nfl draft and in auction leagues
0: yeah agreed
2: Speaking of the draft, we are only a couple weeks out, Justin.
0: Yeah, and I cannot wait for the draft. Not only am I excited to see who our Bears draft to better the team because I think we're in build around Justin Fields and win mode, but I'm excited for fantasy football. That's when all my real deep strategizing starts because the teams are basically set for players at that point. And after the draft, that's when you and I really get to start digging into each team and division
2: yes and i am excited for that who knew there would be so much content for us to cover i guess you probably had an idea but in the off season i had no idea and i feel like it's only going to make me a tougher competitor for you to go against this coming season justin
0: all right well um (laughs) put your money where your mouth is and just bring it Uh (laughs) Um, but before we get to our guest, which is coming up very soon, I know we're all anxious. Why don't we give a shout out to one more of our sponsors?
2: We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN.
0: Okay, so we have been teasing that we were going to have a big guest on our show, and we've been pumping this up for a while now, and it's the big moment. The guest is here. It's what you've all been waiting for, and for the most part, we've kept this a secret from the audience.
2: In college, our guest won the William V. Campbell trophy given to college football's top scholar athlete. He was a finalist for the lot trophy, which is an award focused on character. And during his rookie year in the NFL, he was rated one of the 10 smartest players in the NFL.
0: He's a former Texas Longhorn, fourth round pick for the Cardinals. He played linebacker for them from 2011 to 2014, then for our Bears 2015 to 2018, then finished his career with the Bills and Bucks.
2: Currently, he's an ESPN sports analyst, a brother, a husband, a father, and an author who just released his second book, Change Starts With You.
0: And without further ado, Mr. Sam Ocho, welcome to the show. Sam, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. This is one of the best, if not the best, intro I've ever <laughs> received. Not only the tag team, but um, I don't know. It just seems like you got, it seems like I've known you all somehow, some way. So. <laughs> or at least you all have known me. We're getting to know each other. So I'm so mm-hmm. excited to be here. I'm, hopefully, I'm big enough. You know, to say a big yes. Hopefully, I'm big enough. You know what I mean? I don't have you, you to say You are.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So we're we're yeah we're extremely mm-hmm. excited to have you on old fashioned football. Now I've been a Bears fan since I was born. I guess you could say I was born into it because my parents were Bears fans, and I just kind of took that over. And I remember watching you play. I remember hoping the Bears would resign you. I remember rooting for you, just everything. So um, it's great to have you here, and we we thank you so much for making time for us. No, I couldn't be happier. I'm really excited. And we obviously we want to talk about your book. Change starts with you. But before we dive into that, let's talk some football. All right.
2: <laughs> Being um a fantasy football pod- podcast before we get into non-fantasy. I just I have to ask you, have you ever played fantasy football? Do you play fantasy football? So,
1: I've never played fantasy fo- football and I don't. So a couple of things. Number one, mm-hmm. I think when I was playing professionally, it wasn't allowed or something like that. We couldn't like okay. bet on. So maybe it was allowed and whatever. But then I did so I I never got into it. I did get into fantasy baseball when I was in high school because all okay. of my friends, you know, were doing fantasy baseball league. And it took an in inor- like an extremely large amount of time. And I I got either one or got second place, but I was obsessed. Like every game, every stat, every pitcher, pitchers coming up, are you gonna call them up? Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm gonna be good at like real football, I need to actually focus my time, not on fantasy sports. <laughs> so <laughs> I've sure. not got into fantasy football, but I do try to give some of my friends or trainers advice on fantasy teams or players or things or trends now that I'm now that I'm talking about football.
2: Sure. <laughs> so I know you mentioned that it like wasn't allowed when you're playing. Um, We've kind of seen recently, well, at least I've noticed like this past season, Austin Eckler, I think, shared on his Instagram page. I think it was Instagram. It was, yeah. He was doing a signed jersey giveaway. And to enter, you had to share that he, you rostered him in your lineup and that you won that week. And then you would get multiple entries if you won with him multiple weeks. And I think I even saw Josh Allen and correct me if I'm yep, wrong on sure, that. Sure, Josh yeah. Allen. Um, he made some comment that he drafted himself in his fantasy football league. So it just made me wonder like if his fantasy football, a distraction for players, does it become a distraction or, you know, being professional athletes, are you? Is everyone focused on the game? I I just it's something I've wondered.
1: <laughs> so so though I don't play, I mean, like I said, towards the end of my career, like guys were starting to get more into it. Maybe mm-hmm. they, they made the rules, they eased some of the rules, but I don't think it's a distraction at all. Because when you're playing in your game, you're not thinking mm-hmm. about your own fantasy points or someone else's fantasy points. Like, now, mind you, if, like, you have the other team's defense or something like that, like, all right, all right, <laughs> how do I do this, right? But but when it's other people playing, like, I, I've been mm-hmm. around guys and you're watching, uh, let's say you played on Sunday, you're watching the Monday night game, and you're rooting for a certain team so that you can win your fantasy league. And so um, I've noticed that. I don't see it as a distraction because when you're mm-hmm. in the arena, you're almost just so focused on what you're trying to do. Right. Now when you're, now on the, is it? different day or different game or you're not bi-week or whatever, you're probably more dialed into winning your fantasy league.
0: Sure.
2: And kind of going with that too, something I also wonder, I mean, like you said, focus on the game, but I've also seen people, we have so many keyboard warriors out there, if you want to call it that, where some people have off games, it happens. And I feel like there's this entire community of fantasy football players who go after players when they they have their off games. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I did, I just didn't know like how, how players handle that. Or is players like just ignore all of the,
1: the the hate um, or the vitriol. Yeah. It's hard (laughs) to ignore Miranda because Mm -hmm. oftentimes you'll stroll uh, scroll on social media just to pass the time. And if you're Mm -hmm. tagged over and over again, it's like sometimes you'll catch wind of that. And so it's hard to ignore. And I think for me, it's two different worlds because, when I'm playing or even I'm watching a game, I have no vested interest outside of if it's me playing or my team, us trying to win mm-hmm. or maybe a friend of mine who I want to succeed. Or if there's another – when I played, when there was another team, I'd be watching them in preparation to play them. So I'm watching them saying, what what tendencies does the offensive lineman have? What kind of routes do these – how good of a route runner is a tight end? Things of that nature. But when you're in it – and other people are relying on you not just to win or lose for their team, but for their fantasy team, it's like the world is on the line. And so (laughs) I, I, you know, I played outside linebacker. And so if anyone, Mm -hmm. anything, people get mad at the Bears defense or whatever, but thankfully I was using on some pretty good defenses. So I think I I was on the winning side more than the losing side.
0: For sure. Well, switching gears from kind of the uh, fantasy football to real football and our beloved Chicago Bears. Um, curious, why do you think the the media and the fan base are so tough on the quarterback position for Chicago?
1: Because we haven't got it right in a long, long time. You know? that's, <laughs> I mean, there's no way, there's no better way to say it. I mean, part of that mm-hmm. is because we haven't got it right, whether it's quarterback and coach combination haven't mm-hmm. got that right, or quarterback offensive coordinator combination haven't got that right, or man having a great offense, but then the defense hasn't been right. Like, I think that's part of the reason. And then also going against Aaron Rodgers for you know, fifteen, however many years, it's like that's that's. You see the standard,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: man, if that's the standard, why are we way below that standard, or why are we so far off of that standard? And so, I think that's why the the media in general and fans can be hard on any team, but the Chicago Bears have such a uh, a passionate fan base.
0: Like yeah, for 85 sure. Eighty
1: five Bears and all. That. I mean, like, there's a passionate mm-hmm. fan base, which is. I mean, I played in Arizona; the fan base wasn't overly passionate. I played in Buffalo; they have a passionate fan base. A uh, Tampa Bay fan base was just okay. Like certain teams, the fans care. And if you go to that team, you show up, you're, you're a hero. If you win, if you lose, you're a villain. And so Chicago was one of those cities as is Buffalo. Those are the teams that really, really care.
2: Speaking of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and, and maybe the answer to my question here comes from that passionate fan base. Um, So Justin, he's a bears fan since he was born into it. I grew up not in a, Football household, not even my dad or my parents weren't even really into sports when I was growing up. Justin has my dad really into football now. (laughs) I
1: converted him. Um,
2: (laughs) But when I met Justin, that's where I really learned about the game. We got into fantasy football with each other and I became a Bears fan. My extended family, they are football people and they are diehard Packer fans. So, (laughs) especially for my uncles, they, um, it's a very sore touchy subject that their niece who didn't care about football growing up is now this bears fan, big bears fan. So (laughs) the rivalry there is real. But my question is um, I feel like the media always like when the bears and the Packers play each other, they always say it is the oldest, which is true. The oldest rivalry, but also the biggest rivalry in football. Is it really um, does the media play that up or is it really that intense of a rivalry between the Bears and Packers?
1: So it is the oldest. I think 1919. I mean 1920, right? But like when mm-hmm. they first started, I think there might have been a game right before that. I think the Packers have one story that they tell. The Bears tell a different story, <laughs> right? I remember a couple of years ago in 2018 or 2019, it was like this is the hundredth year anniversary, but the Packers like, no, it's 101st. Like there was this even disagreement in when mm-hmm. was the first game played? <laughs> so it definitely is the oldest rivalry in football from what I from what I'm from what I understand. The biggest in the NFL, I don't know. So I think part of what's changed mm-hmm. in free agency is that players now switch teams a little bit more often than they did before. And so it's well, – maybe not them before, but they're just – it's not as much like I'm going to be a Bear forever. It's like, dude, I might be – a couple guys I played with, Pat O'Donnell was a punter mm-hmm. for the Bears. Great punter. We loved him. Well, Bears didn't sign him back. He went to Green Bay. Adrian Amos is yeah. a safety for the Bears, doing great. Him, Eddie Jackson, top defense, et cetera. Bears inside sign it back. He goes to Green Bay. And so I remember when I was playing with the Bears, I was a free agent wondering where I'm going to sign. In my mm-hmm. mind, I'm never going to go to Green Bay. But if they would have offered me the right <laughs> amount of money and it would have made sense for my I would have gone to Green Bay, right? So sure. like, <laughs> as a player, you hate the team, quote unquote, when you're playing for the other team. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes some of your friends play for the other team and some of the people you know. And so... So I think that's the thing. Like I don't see Aaron Rodgers ever playing for the Bears. Like that's not a thing that, you know, right. it just some of it is like it's just too much, right? For fans, for media. <laughs> but but there is there is a there is a, a holiday disgust, a disgust. Um I remember when I was playing with Matt Nagy. The we lost to them, I think in week 1, 2018. And Aaron Rodgers did the, almost like the discount double check to our sideline. Mm-hmm. And somehow we had clipped off that video and our coach kept the video and showed it to us when we played them later on that year. And he's like, you're such like, don't tell anybody. And I'm not, you know, it's four years later, coach, you find this out. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah. And we showed that. And there was this thing of like, man, we got to go show them who we are. We end up, I think we ended up winning that game well, not, I think we did, we ended up winning that game. And so while you're in it, it's big. When you're out of it, it may not be as big.
0: Okay. Um. Last Bears question. Uh. They just made the big trade uh, about a month ago to come out of that first draft pick. They got the the ninth, another first rounder, a couple seconds, and DJ Moore. Um. I felt like it was a haul. I'm I'm excited about everything we got. How mm-hmm. do you feel about it? Um. Kind of you know being a Bear fan now, a, a sports analyst. How do you feel they did there? I thought it was
1: brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. Not only to get DJ more, but to get all the draft picks that you got. Nine ninth overall, I believe it is this year. I believe another first rounder next year. Um, so, and then another, was it second or fourth rounder? Like there's so many, I think you got a lot and you already have Justin Fields. You needed, you needed and still need to add more weapons. And so to get mm-hmm. a number one receiver and then now who knows what they're going to do in the draft with the ninth overall pick, maybe they trade up or trade back maybe they stay there um i I love the decision I think the bears I think the bears won that trade now we'll see what happens uh who the panthers take number one overall, but I think the bears won let me not even say one but most negotiations both sides kind of feel if it's a good negotiation both sides feel like man, I didn't really like it. I don't think the bears are walking away like yeah we you know whatever it's like who knows and the panthers might be like, man we gave a lot, but who knows how this ends up
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I said last bear's question, but I guess one more that stemmed from that um do you feel fields is the real deal
1: yes yeah, i do i do too I do and i'm excited I'm excited to see what he does with some real weapons mm-hmm. yeah sense. so yeah. he has some solid receivers but to have like some like a go to number one receiver mm-hmm. yeah and then and then an offensive line that can protect him. Didn't really have that last year, no matter mm-hmm. what, how you try to slice it. We've seen what he can do running the ball. So I'm excited to see what happens around him and also what happens within him. Remember that the huge change we saw from Jalen Hurts between last mm-hmm. year and this one. He went in the offseason, he got better. And I think that's what we're going to see from Justin Fields. Almost, you know, We're not seeing what he's doing in the offseason, but he's one of those guys that is going to consistently and continually get better. And so I think we're going to see him get better year after year. And as the team around him gets better, I think he individually is going to start getting better as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A couple last questions before we get to Change Starts with you. I wanted to talk a little bit about the XFL because you've been announcing games for that. I also co-host a podcast, the XFL Gambling Podcast, which you're always welcome to come on that as well if you want. It's been a lot of fun. But what's been your favorite thing about the XFL?
1: The players. The yeah. players, all oh, hands down. Like I, I didn't know... Someone asked me right around our first or second game in the season. It was in Seattle. I forget who the Sea Dragons were playing, maybe St. Louis. And they said, Man, is this what you want to do? Like this is what you want to do for the rest of the, in your TV career. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm only two weeks in. So mm-hmm. asked me at the end of this game, at the end of the season, and all the and now I'm eight or so weeks in and I am loving it. I my favorite part is just the interaction with the players. I was, I was on the phone with a, one of the guys for Seattle actually yesterday because we were, we were tr- we trained together in 2020 during COVID, and this guy happens to be playing for Seattle, and they're doing great. Oh, cool. We were just catching up. I, I get to go on the field before the games and just hang, talk to some coaches, talk to some players. And that experience is so life-giving for me because I love encouraging people And sometimes Mm -hmm. I go and encourage people. Sometimes they encourage me. And sometimes they'll challenge me, too. If I get something wrong, some of the guys will come to me and say, man, like, hey, you pronounced my name wrong. Or, hey, um, you said this was my fault, and it wasn't. And first I was kind of taken aback by that. Mm -hmm. But I remember as a player, you have to have some kind of accountability. When Mm -hmm. When the game ends, you go back, you watch the film as a team or maybe as a defense, as a linebacker group, and you evaluate every single play. And so imagine them having that kind of accountability, but me, in front of millions, I can say whatever I want. I might be wrong about what coverage it was, about what the receiver was supposed to run or whatever. And so, and I don't have the accountability. And so it's cool to be able to hear that the players feel comfortable enough to come to me and say, hey, for example, Tuzar Skipper for the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yeah. I had said, in one of the games, I said, Tuzar. And he said, no, no, that it's, it's not Tuzar, it's Tuzar. He said, you're good, but it's Tuzar. Funny enough, I'm glad he told me he had two sacks that game. So I was like, and this is two czars, Skip, right? Um, um, a guy for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Mike Groves, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year a few years back. There was a play week two that I'd said it was his fault and it wasn't. And oftentimes you okay. can think that you know, but defenses could be different. All these things could be different adjustments. And he's like, man, my, my friends at home were giving me such a hard time. They thought it was, but it wasn't. And so that accountability, it's almost like I'm still a part of a team. That's what I appreciate the most.
0: Yeah. um, Just kind of piggybacking off that. So I I became a huge USFL fan last year, big XFL fan this year. Um, I love the opportunity that these spring leagues are giving guys that, you know, they, some of them have had, you know, a little bit of experience in the NFL. Some have not but just to give them another outlet to try to further their career where they can grow as individuals, as players. I mean, I, I absolutely love that. And the other thing you kind of talked about for you as an announcer, the accessibility, I feel like as fans, we have that as well. Like I went from this diehard fan to actually on Easter, I got a text from former XFL quarterback, Brian Scott saying, happy Easter because he and I have connected several times (laughs) and it's just, it's this amazing feeling, though. It's also a little nerve wracking because, you're hesitant to say anything bad about any of the players because in the NFL, you know, you could be on a podcast, say something like, oh, that guy didn't play well, probably won't hear it. The XFL, the USFL, they might hear it. So it's a little nerve wracking. <laughs> it's like, well, try to
1: be all positive. <laughs> they will, they will hear every, and that's the, that's part of the beauty of it. I, they're, so these players, opportunity, we'll start with opportunity. I was talking to one of the guys and he was saying, man, in 2020, I was finished my season. I knew I may not be drafted, maybe late round pick. I did my pro day and two days later the world shut down. And oh, so there, no one was, sign- it was COVID. Nobody was signing new players. They just, mm-hmm. some, they had rosters were kind of changed because of COVID. So that was his reality. The NFL is already competitive. Now you add this whole global pandemic to the whole situation. And so that was his reality. And also the piece about, about players hearing, I think it's important mm-hmm. as well, but also I think it's important in some ways, not just, it's like, to be honest and you know what I mean? Like, that's why I was talking yeah. with one of the guys. I was like, man, like, I want to be honest. I don't want to just bash someone for bashing's sake. But if naturally it comes out that, man, this guy was supposed to set the edge and if there was no edge set, then somebody has to know, you know, and so they don't have to know, but sure. that's just what happened. And so, so there is access, but it goes – it's a two-way street. Access to the players, and also these players have a lot of access to us
2: yeah
0: absolutely last xfl question you just got to witness the first ever 2023 overtime for xfl um for the Battlehawks and vipers now there ended up being two overtimes that weekend ironically but what was it like announcing that game and seeing kind of those overtime rules play out on the field
1: it was so awesome it was so awesome J- justin I, I i i've been so fortunate because we had the first kickoff return touchdown in the xfl this year in san antonio Played Vegas two weeks ago or three. And Fred Brown returned it 96 yards for a touchdown. And I was going to a chance to witness that. And then this game, the first overtime, it was so cool to be in St. Louis, be in the Dome, over 35,000 fans, and then, the, and then the game to go to OT. And it's, it was one of those things where I prepped before, like beginning of the season, hey, what are the overtime rules and how's it work, all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in like week one, nothing. Week two, nothing. Week three. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, will this ever? And then it happened. And it wasn't like that day before I said, let me just research my overtime rule. It's like I I knew it because I was excited about it. And there was some stuff that I'm glad that Dean Blandino came in and, hey, Dean's going to explain how it all works, et cetera, et cetera. But I was just fortunate to be able to call that game the first overtime mm-hmm. game in the XFL mm-hmm. and, to be, and to have studied to know what the rules actually were. One of the other <laughs> people, our producers, or whoever the higher-ups at ESPN were like, hey, man, if you don't know the rules, nobody will know the rules. So you better be the first one. To know. <laughs> True. And so even if things that you may think never happen, it's like, oh, wow, it may happen and I'm ready for it. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, Sam, thank you so much for answering our, our football questions. <laughs> now we want to talk to you about your second book that was recently released on March 7th. Change starts with you. We have a copy of your book behind us <laughs> and we also um, we buy your audiobook too, because we saw that you narrate it. And we wanted to experience the book again coming from you and your words. I thought that was really cool. I, you don't see a ton of books out there where the authors choose to narrate their own book too. Um, but we got to hear the words exactly how you wrote them. Would you be willing to give our listeners kind of a, a brief description of your book and what they can expect in it?
1: Absolutely. I thought you were going to say, can you do another narration? I was like, I'm ready.
2: I'm <laughs> yeah. Do you want to narrate? <laughs> <laughs> you know I
1: mean? um, or no, they can go, you can go to Amazon and go to listen to audiobook, however you get your audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But so this book, well, so first of all, thank you. Like I remember when we first got on this call or this, you know, doing this podcast, I saw in the background, I'm like, oh my gosh, like y'all got it. And then you said <laughs> that you got the audio book. Th- those things mean the world to me. And I even think about Dwayne Johnson, with the XFL. He had a, we were on a Zoom call with him and Danny Garcia a few weeks ago and we were talking about audience and attendance and how it's small but it's supposed to start small. How when he was doing WWE, it started off small. They go from city to city, they would acknowledge those, you know, 2000 fans or 500 fans or whatever. And he said even as we're doing what we're doing in the XFL, let's acknowledge it whether it's 5000 in Vegas or 35000, let's acknowledge those fans. Because they matter, and this thing is growing. You're part of something. So even with my book, the fact that you all got it and then went and got the audio book, I want to acknowledge that because that <laughs> means the world to me, right? Whether it's you know three thousand people or three hundred thousand people, or you know three that got the book. So thank you for that. And the book is really about taking painful things in life and repurposing them for something that could be better. And those painful things in life could be situations in your past or situations in your present, it could be with people, could be with places, it could be in your neighborhoods, or it could be right next door. And realizing what if there's something that's on the other side of this, like this thing that I've just ignored or said no to or been afraid of, what if I actually took a step to address whether it's injustice, whether it's insecurity, whether it's... Imposter syndrome. What if I address these things and and believe that something beautiful could be made from the broken? And so that's really what the book is all about. I talk about fixing broken justice systems, but really more than anything, it's also mm-hmm. fixing broken people and mending broken hearts. And so uh, that's that's a lot of what change starts with. You is all about. I talk about some of my experiences in Chicago with the Bears and also otherwise. But it's not a. It's it's really a book about purpose and pain and passion and all those things aligning.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, um, beautifully written. And we, I mean, we, we loved it. We took so much from it. Um, wh- when did you know you wanted to write the the second book and what kind of influenced your decision there?
1: So my significant other, right. My wife influenced it a lot <laughs> because I had went, we all went through a lot during COVID and yeah, <laughs> I was finishing my NFL career, though I didn't necessarily know it at the time. I was, we were all quarantining, and all of a sudden this murder happens. George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor, all these things. It's like, and there's, so there's this racial reckoning that's happening, and I'm feeling these things, and I just start to act. One of my mottos has always been, let's freaking go. Like, let's go. Whatever that <laughs> dream or that idea, let's mm-hmm. go. And I just started to move and to act, and some really cool stuff happened. Got people together. We got to, we got a chance to do some cool stuff on the west side of Chicago. Take a food desert, two grocery stores, 17 liquor stores in a half mile radius, and buy up one of the liquor stores and turn it into a food mart. Just as one example, There's some stuff overseas with International Justice Mission fighting sex trafficking and human trafficking. This is another example, just all these things. And some people would call me and ask me about it. Universities would say, hey, Sam, can you come and maybe teach a class about what you did? Or Fortune 500 companies would say, hey, can you come talk to our company about how to create change? And how not just to just to make a post, but to, to follow with your feet. And so these people are asking, I'm doing Zoom calls, I'm doing meetings, I'm going and speaking, all these places and teaching. And my wife says, why don't you write about it? And I'm thinking, well, I mean... I'm living it. What's not even what's the point? But it was almost just like, will anybody listen? If that makes any sense, still this kind of mm-hmm, fear. Mm-hmm. And she's like, people need to hear what you have to say. And so it was almost somewhat of a, a a reminder from her that all those things that you're doing, people are asking for them. I was a marketing major in college, and my one of my favorite professors, her name was Doctor. N- her name is Doctor. Lee McAllister. She had this this mantra for marketing. And it was always just find a need and fill it. Find mm-hmm. a need and fill it. And so there was this need and I thought I was filling it, but there was a new need. People say, hey, show us, show us, show us, walk with us, go through us, and, I, 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 let's do it together. And so that's why I wrote the book. And so I even talk about it. It's it's People talk about like a how-to book. It's not a how-to book, it's a let's do book. Let's do this mm-hmm. together. I'm doing the same thing that, that you're doing. Yeah.
0: Just to piggyback off of that with something that you said that people need, I've been pumping this up for weeks, like talking to everybody, like, I'm going to be talking to Sam Macho. And <laughs> one of my coworkers, a friend of ours, Mary, she doesn't know, she doesn't watch football much or anything. She's like, well, what are you going to be talking to him about? And I, I was telling her about your book. And just like I said, you know, it's it's got all this good in it. You can just grab all this good in it. And her exact words were, that's exactly what we all need. That's what we need so i mean you hit the the nail right on the head there of i think everybody needs this book everybody's been feeling in some way or another through the past few years it's just it's kind of been a crazy world and i feel like um, when we listen to the book we just we had so much hope mm-hmm. from it so much hope in it
1: No, that's one of my desires it wasn't titled this way but i thought about it this idea of bringing hope to hopeless situations or mm-hmm hopeless people things people that feel like they're it's hopeless life is hopeless and that's why i love what i do Mm -hmm. because whether it's in the xfl where these players are hoping to make it to the nfl or hoping to do something different or whether it's when i go and speak providing hope and encouragement or whether it's even on espn so if i get a chance Mm to do college football or nfl yes it's about football and the game but I've heard so many people say, man, Sam, seeing you on there, yes, you do a great job, but you bring me hope. And and that hope and that joy, it emanates through the screen. It radiates through the screen. And so that is, is so Ecclesiastes talks about, it's in the book in the Bible and says like, man, it's written by this dude named Solomon who you know records show he was like one of the wisest men to ever live, right? And he's like, dude, like when it comes down to life, Find something that you love and do that. like do that. Mm-hmm. and you talk about the xFL and hanging out with these players. you talk about being able being able to write and to speak and to you know talk about sports and hang with my family. talk about being a husband and a father. you know, like I get a chance to do that and bring hope to hopeless situations, and it really brings me a lot of joy. very nice.
2: that is awesome. one of you mentioned the group you got together in Chicago. And that was something I was curious about because some of the, it was all these Chicago like big names and athletes like Mitch Trubisky and Jonathan Taves. How did you get that group of people together? It it was a big group of people. I'm leaving out tons of names, but um, how did that come about getting all of that, all of those people together to make a difference in that neighborhood in Chicago?
1: The grace of God. No joke.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: When I was with the Bears, we had a sports psychologist. Her name was she lives in Spain now, but Dr. Gloria Balage. And my dad's a psychologist, so I was kind of like, I kind of know kind of the thing, but I still would talk to her, you know and, and all the things. we developed a pretty good relationship. And so like in my mind, though she was sports psychologist, I was like, man, like tell me about your background and your story. We had a we had a she happened to be friends with the sports psychologist for the Chicago Bulls a woman named Dr. Wendy Borlabi. And I was, in my mind, she was like, hey, y'all should connect. Y'all could be great to, you know, whatever. You could talk to the team. So I was thinking back in 2016, 15 and 16, let me go talk to the Bulls and whatever, whatever. But I didn't realize that in 2020, that like one text message or two that I'd had with Dr. Borlabi, who connected, was connected through with Dr. Balagay, that'd be the connection with the players from the Bulls, Ryan Diakono, and Max Struess. And Max now plays mm-hmm. for the Heat and going to, you know, playoffs and championships, all things. So that was one. I reached out to her through our sports psychologist, and she had her players show up. We also had a, an assistant director of PR named Megan Bauer, who worked with the Bears. And Megan and I had done some events together, and she just was a trusted confidant. And she had mentioned just in passing that she used to work with the Blackhawks. So, though we hadn't talked about this in years, right, 2015, 16, 17, we're talking about maybe probably 16 or 17. She came to the team a little bit later, 2018. Well, fast forward to 2020, and I'm trying to figure out, are there any players with the Blackhawks? I don't know anybody. I reach out to her. She's like, I'll make, I'll make some calls. All of a sudden, Jonathan Taves and Malcolm Subban show up. So, one of the, I, did, I did not know any of these guys. And these guys these days, for those who don't know Chicago sports, like Jonathan Taves is the dude, right, like in, in yeah. the Blackhawks, right? Uh, Matt Struess. Now you you probably don't know, you probably know his name now from the Miami heat with Jimmy Butler. So that's how that happened. Chicago Cubs. I, that was the only God story. I I knew, I used to know a guy. I still don't. His name is Miguel Montero. And he played with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was a catcher. You him back in 2011 and 12. And he happened to play with the Cubs. He was one with the team after 2016 or 17. And so this is 2020. I didn't know anybody. And so, I remember just thinking, man, how do I get some players from the Cubs to show up? Because our, our new Mitch Trubisky, we played together. So I called him. He said, I'm in. He was the first guy. He called Allen Robinson. Boom, they can, they come. And I got a – my phone starts to ring. I had a random, like a, like a pocket dial from a number that I did not recognize. And for whatever reason, it's like in the same, like, two- or three-day window when I'm trying to figure out who are all these athletes. I pick up. I don't recognize the number. I say hello. They say, hey, is this Sam? I'm like – yeah, you're calling me. Why are you asking if it's me? <laughs> he said, oh, dude, he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Um, this is Max, or this is, um. oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name now, but he played with the uh, Washington Nationals. Oh my goodness. Oh, His name will come to me. But he's like, yeah, so-and-so, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you called me, What? why, why are you calling? He's like, dude, I accidentally called you, there's a pocket dial. I was like, dude, why don't I have your number? Like, is this a new phone? <laughs> yeah, it's a, he's like, this is a new number. I was like, okay, well, dude, okay, well, hey, now they're on the phone. Here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find athletes from the Cubs to get together. And I don't know if we're going to protest, if we're going to post some tweets on social media, if we're going to – I don't know what, but I'm trying to do something. He's like, dude, you'll never believe. Mind you, this is like June or so, maybe May. He's like, dude, I just signed with the Cubs in January. I said, no way. He's like, yes. He's like, but here's the deal. I'm not in town. I'm in Florida or wherever because of COVID. Let me see if any anybody is in town that would want to join. And a few moments later, my phone rings and it's Jason Hayward. He shows up along with Jason Kibnick. So you ask how it happened, Miranda. It was God. Like I did not, Mm -hmm. dude called me. You know what I mean? (laughs) He called me. Yes. And it was a number I didn't recognize. And, and it was at the perfect time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even him that showed up. He called like the superstar of the team and he brought another superstar. And so, Diamond Shields. who plays with the – now she plays with the – she used to be with the Chicago Sky. I think she's in Dallas, maybe. Dallas Wings. I don't know if she's in Dallas. She was in Air Phoenix. But anyways, long story short, she showed up. So God just used me as a conduit for people. And I think that's kind of what I talk about in the book is if you Mm -hmm. just start taking steps, people will follow. It could be scary and risky, but people will show up.
0: You had a really interesting take on on certain people in your life, um, or our lives, I should say, and you name them life architects. And that we were both fascinated by that term. How, how did that ter- did that term just come to you at some point, or how'd you come up with that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just start writing. <laughs> I start writing. Yeah. And start, it comes out, and is the cool thing was, so I talk about this idea of building in the book, and I start off the book by saying, um, "I'm actually going to read it." If you know, you talk about audio yeah. book. I'm like, let me just. Do it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read the dedication mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna read the, the chapter one. So dedication. This book is dedicated to my helper, comforter, and friend. God has been so kind to me, excited for what we get to build together. And then chapter one, talk about you know this this idea. So chapter one: big dreams require architects. I love building, not Legos or cars. I love building people. I love hosting people and events and making them feel at home. That's the kind of change I have a passion for, building people up so they can unlock their potential to transform themselves and their communities, helping them see what they were created to be. I get that love for building from my dad. He's a doctor in mental health, a pastor and a businessman, but beyond all of that, He's a builder whose big dreams ended up transforming an entire community. So I can't think of a better way to start this chapter than by telling you a little bit about my dad, his dream and his architect. And so I don't know why I decided to start the book that way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I just know that I love, Like I was never a Lego guy or Mm -hmm. like, let's like do this car, you know, but I do love people. And I've always loved people. And then I thought about my dad, who is, he's not like a Lego guy, but he loves like building buildings and, you know, he built a hospital in Nigeria and he loves cars and like somewhere in there, there's a string. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me, like, maybe that's my string with people. And I have a son too, loves building. And I don't know what his string is going to be. And so then I realized, man, with building, I, I don't. Like I, I, was bad at drawing, you know, anything, whether it be a architectural plan or whatever. But there are people who are like one of my dad's good friends was this architect, and he actually passed away not too long ago, named Azique Deribe, and he had these huge like drawings and it was in this this tube, and it was like amazing and intricate and wonderful, and I didn't know what any of it meant. But my dad had this vision, and that's the thing about me too. Like I, I. I can see things, you know what I mean, like a vision, mm-hmm. but I, I can't draw them out. So I need people with me who have this amazing skill of drawing things out to help me with my vision. And I think it might be this whole, like, left brain, right brain thing, right, whatever. But like, <laughs> we're all different. Justin, you talked about it. Like, man, like, I met my wife in college. and you talked about, you know, staying a couple extra years, you know, just doing whatever it <laughs> Maybe a year. I don't know how long, but staying a little bit long. But, like, Mm -hmm. she's with you, helping you build these podcasts. And whether it's family or even people around you all or all the things you're doing, you cannot do them alone. We were not meant to be alone. And so I think about how I am when it's about vision and building and people, but I'm not great with a plan. I need someone to help me with the plan. And my wife is great at that, and I have other people and friends. And so it just dawned on me that we are not meant to do life alone. And mm-hmm. any great, you know, what person wants to build this great building, you need an architect. You yeah. can't build it yourself. And so that's that's where it came from. Love it.
2: I love that too. <laughs> this this isn't really a question. I guess it's not really a question at all. <laughs> we took a lot of things away from your book and we had a really good discussion with each other afterwards. And I really wanted to encourage all of our listeners to go out, get a copy of your book, go listen to the audio book. I think that anyone who reads or listens to your book is going to be impacted yeah. in some way. Um, I, I think at times we we all want to make a difference. Um, I think the vast majority of people want to make a difference somehow, but we get it's so easy to get stuck in the how, like how to start. And I know that your book is not a how-to, but one of the things we loved about it is you made us realize it doesn't have to be a world changing type of thing that you're doing. It can be as simple as hel- helping someone else with their goal, um, with their life, um, being someone's architect <laughs> or even encouraging others to follow their passions and their dreams. So I just I wanted to thank you for everything that you shared with us in your book. And if you could give um, people one take away that they hope that they they take away from your book change starts with you what would it be
1: it would be that you'll get so much more joy helping people build their dreams than you will taking from others to make yours if that makes any sense like there's joy mm-hmm. in you know you building your thing whatever but like i'm i get to be a voice for all these players and their story and that's my thing it's like okay i can tell you about x's and o's and some probably do it better than I and whatever. But I want to tell their stories. And I think some people will recognize that. And that's where they reach out and say, hey, man, like, say my name right. Hey, man, like, don't, if I if I did something wrong, like, I'm okay with it. But if I did it right, I don't want it to be perceived as wrong. But also, I have enough respect for you to come and tell you to your face, not mm-hmm. post about it on social media or, or just... Ignore you. Mm -hmm. I get a chance to be a voice for these players. And the dude asked me in week one or two, do you love it? Or do you want to do it? And I was like, I don't know. But now I know. (laughs) You get so much joy. And the same thing happens. I talk about vehicles, right? Like the engine. I don't care what kind of vehicle you have. But there's an engine that makes it go. You know, some kind of thing that makes it go. And whether it's telling player stories with the XFL or getting a chance to help build a food mart in the west side of Chicago or starting a podcast. So you talk about whiskey, right? A good friend of mine did this deal um, called Whiskey and Wisdom where they would talk about different kind of whiskeys or taste different kind of whiskey and then they would uh, go through Proverbs or, or Ecclesiastes, talk about wisdom, right? Like whether it's putting some of your passions together, there's joy in that. And so I would just tell people that the gifts that you have, stop hiding them. And um, uh, people need you.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add before we kind of get you out of here?
1: I would like to add that these players in the XFL get to know them early because some of them, they're going to be blowing up in the NFL, but also outside of football. I mean, you start hearing some of these guys' stories and... You hear history, but then you get a chance to watch history be made. You'll be the guy that says, man, I remember watching that San Antonio game when they played Orlando and, you know, Kalen Balazs did X, Y, and Z. And then now he's, you know, doing X, Y. You know what I mean? Like, just get Mm -hmm. to know them is what I would say. Um, And get to know me, too. Like, get to know, before you judge people, try to get to know them. You'd be surprised by what you find out.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree. Some of the XFL players have amazing stories. I'm slipping on the name, but I know he went to Hawaii. He gave up his eligibility in college. We, thank you. Yes. Um, just listening to his story on one of the, the episodes that the XFL released, it was just amazing. The fact that he, you know, he said, "I understand that I'm giving up, but I'm here now. So let's let's do it. Let's see what happens." And everything he went through with turmoil in life too, to just to have that drive to kind of just pick himself up and push through and now he's been on the roster all you know all season it, there's some incredible stories out there even if like you said they aren't in the NFL just in life definitely some incredible stories Thank you so much for joining us. It's really fun listening to you announce games. Miranda, Miranda sometimes she'll be in the other room and we have every XFL game on. <laughs> we do. And she'll be like, oh, that's Sam. Because now she knows yeah, your I voice can, from the I book. hear you.
2: We listen to your audiobook and then he'll have an XFL game on in the living room and you're announcing he's like, oh, Sam's on TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so awesome. That is yeah.
1: Cool. yeah. Um, that
0: and, so then, and to kind of piggyback off what Miranda said, um, I encourage everybody to read your book, listen to your book, you know, either way you want to get it because it is truly inspiring. Um, I know we were very inspired. We It was just an amazing reflection moment even Mm -hmm. afterwards of like just reflecting on life and like, okay, now we're taking these ideas and these words. What can we do with them? You know, what can we do in our life? So thank you for joining us and taking time to talk through your book, talk football, and um, you're welcome back here anytime, anytime. No,
1: I loved it. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Miranda. I've been following you on social media, right? So <laughs> go follow J-, it's J Mark football on Twitter too, right? Is it J Mark football? Yep. So I've been following yep. you on social media, but it's good to meet you in, in I guess, if not in person, I guess on, on zoom or whatever. Yo, <laughs> yeah. see your face to face. Yes. Likewise. Yeah. So, uh, I'd encourage everybody to go follow J Mark football. I started following you just because the XFL community really it was like, man, this guy loves the XFL. I'm, I'm, I'm new to the XFL. And, um, yeah i know it's just great to connect so
0: yeah yeah miranda probably remembers that day because i i, I think i woke <laughs> up to the notification and i went to her office i go yeah hey, macho followed me you know it was just being such a big bears fan like i knew you way before the xfl and like it was just it was definitely a special moment for me i, I promise you that
1: <laughs> Wow. well that means a lot and it means a lot to be able to have like from that moment to this moment you know and i'm excited for the Absolutely. next next moments right like you built this thing and you're building this thing and you and your wife are building this thing and all of a sudden people are coming to it and it's like don't be surprised anymore when you start getting some really you know cool or awesome or interesting or maybe just people you didn't know start following the thing Mm -hmm. that you built because i'm telling you it's like that idea if you build it they will come like that's Mm -hmm. what i really believe whether it be about a a a a food mart in the west side of chicago or some stuff that my family got a chance to do in nigeria or even this whole thing like the xfl if you build Mm -hmm. it they will come philip Lindsay just signed to a team yeah people are coming and so it's same with your podcast so don't be surprised when you know it's like well we have how many thousands or millions or hundreds of thousands whatever of (laughs) listeners subscribe if you build it they will come
0: well thank you for that we really really appreciate it
1: yeah
0: all right uh sam was an amazing guest that was a lot of fun was it it was
2: so much fun i am still I was excited before he joined. I was excited while we had him on the show, and I am still excited that we had him on our show and got to talk so much football and his book with him.
0: Yes, it was fantastic. Sam is a great person, which I'm sure you picked up on the podcast. And uh, don't forget to check in tomorrow where we have Dylan Carney, the head distiller of Savage & Cook Distillery. That's also going to be a lot of fun. We're releasing that on Whiskey Wednesday. And, um... Yeah. Make sure you check out all our stuff. Again, we are a fantasy football podcast that reviews whiskey normally. We did not review whiskey this episode because we're going to have plenty
2: tomorrow. This podcast is just about over, Justin. Going once, going twice. Sold.
1: Old Fashioned Football.